Hi, this is Joe here. Welcome to a Celebrity Tribute, Celebrity Tribute Podcast for the Sunday Afternoon Edition. Today's Celebrity Tribute Podcast, we're looking at a particular genre of music during the late 1970s or early 80s. It's called Disco. That is one of the groups during the disco time period. That's uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band. So disco is a genre of music and dance and a subculture that merged in the 1970s from the United States urban nightlife scene. Its sound is typified by four-on-the-floor beats, syndicated bass lines, string sections, horns, electric pianos, synthesizers, and uh, electric rhythm guitars. Disco started as a mixture of music from venues popular with Italian-Americans, Hispanic and Latino-Americans, and Black-Americans, in Philadelphia and New York City during the late 1960s and early 70s. Disco can be seen as a reaction by the 1960s culture, counterculture to both the dominance of rock music and the stigmatization of dance music at the time. Several dance styles were developed during the period of disco's popularity in the United States, including the bump and the hustle. Let's hear the song, The Hustle, which came out in the 1970s. Again, another form of disco dance.
The hustle is a catch-all name for some disco dances, which were extremely popular in the 1970s. Today, it mostly refers to the unique and partnered dance done in ballrooms and nightclubs to disco music. It has some features in common with mambo, salsa, and swing dance. Its basic steps are somewhat similar to disco fox, which emerged at about the same time and is more familiar in various European countries. In the 1970s, there was also a line dance called the Hustle. Modern partner Hustle is sometimes referred to as New York Hustle. However, its original name is the Latin Hustle. People still do the dance around the world. That's great music, whatnot. I remember back in the day uh, when I moved to Franklin, um, the local college station here actually had a disco theme show. And one of my uh, friends, uh, DJ there at the time, did play that. Uh, show during, I believe it was like the summertime. I want to say it was like uh, the summer of 1999. And of course, uh, when I did college radio, I mixed in a lot of disco songs from popular disco music artists which I will give you the names right here of songs I did play by them on my show. In the course of the 1970s, disco music was developed further mainly by artists from the United States and Europe. Well-known artists include ABBA, The Bee Gees, Donna Summer, Gloria Gaynor, Earth, Wind & Fire, Casey and the Sunshine Band, the Tramps, and of course the Village People did the popular song YMCA. While performers garnered public attention, record producers working behind the scenes played an important role in developing the genre. By the late 1970s, most major U.S. cities had thriving disco club scenes and DJs would mix dance records at clubs such as Studio 54 in Manhattan, a venue popular among celebrities. Four, 
is probably the Mount Olympus of the disco world. The people who set the style for disco really start all their numbers here at Studio 54. Right now it is the center of the universe for those who dance to 125 beats a minute. There's people behind me are waiting to get into 54. Some of them have been waiting for hours. Some will wait nearly all night. You see, it's worth it to them. It was started by... Organizer, Steve Rebell, again, Studio 54. I the door and examined it, and uh, very critically, and, uh, and uh, you saw that people get in. It's really a random selection of people. We don't have room for everybody, and it's a random selection. We all can't keep anybody we think that might be trouble. Mm -hmm. yeah, sure. you know, in other words, we just ne we've never had an incident in here. And if I ever had started having incidents inside, I wouldn't, wouldn't enjoy being in this business. Studio 54 is a Broadway theater and a former disco nightclub located on 54th Street, Midtown Manhattan, New York City. The building opened in the year 1927 as the Gallo Opera House. It operated as an entertainment venue under various names until 1942 when CBS began using it as a radio and television studio dubbed Studio 52. Again in the year 1977, Steve Rebell and Ian Strager opened a nightclub in the building, retaining many former TV and theatrical sets and naming it for its street. Launched at the peak of the disco dancing and music trend, the club became world famous. Noted for its celebrities, guestless, entry policies based on one's appearance and style, ramped club drug use. In 1980, the club shut down after its founders were convicted of tax evasion. They sold the club to Mark Fishman, who reopened it and then sold it in 1984 to new owners who closed it in the year 1986. 2020 expanded into a music imprint, including a record label Studio 54 Music and Radio Station on Cirrus XM Studio 54 Radio, which if you have Cirrus Radio, you can actually hear that station. I have flipped the channels on my Cirrus Radio and I have I've come across that uh, Studio 54 radio station. Disco clubs uh, were associated with promiscuity as a reflection of the sexual revolution of the era in popular films. Films such as Saturday Night Fever, which has starred John Travolta, 
and thank God it's Friday, contributed to disco's mainstream popularity. Disco decline is a major trend in popular music in the United States found in famous Disco Demolition Night, which uh, was a major league baseball promotion on Thursday, July 12, 1979 at Kamunsky's Park in Chicago, Illinois, that ended in a riot. At the climax of the event, a crate filled with disco records was blown up on the field between games of the Twine Night doubleheader between the Chicago White Sox and the Detroit Tigers. Says the term disco is shorthand for the word disco quick, a French word uh, for library of phonograph records. Vince Aletti was one of the first to describe disco as the sound of a music genre. He wrote the feature article Distro Quit Rock Potty that appeared in Rolling Stone magazine in September of the year 1973. The music typically layered soaring off reverted vocals often dubbed by horns over a background pad of electric pianos in kitchen, uh, sorry, in chicken scratch rhythm guitars played on an electric guitar. Lead guitar features less frequently in disco than in rock. The rooster scratch sound is achieved by lightly pressing the guitar strings against the fretboard and then quickly releasing them just enough to get a slightly muted poker sound by constantly strumming very close to the bridge. Other backing keyboard instruments include the piano, electric organ during early years, string synthesizers, electromagnetic keyboards such as the Fender Rhodes electric piano, the Wurlitzer electric piano, and Horner Cavett. Donna Summer's 1977 song, I Feel Love, produced by Giorgio Moroder, with a prominent Moog synthesizer on the beat, was on the first disco tracks to use the synthesizer. Uh, let's hear part of that song again by Donna Summer. Again, the song is I Feel Love.
I Feel Love is a song by, again, Donna Summer. It was recorded for Summer's fifth studio album, I Remember Yesterday, from 1977. The album concept was to have each track evoke a different musical decade. For I Feel Love, the team aid to create a futuristic mood, employing a Moog synthesizer. I Feel Love was released just before the album on May 1st, 1977, as the B-side to the single, Can't We Just Sit Down and Talk It Over, which rose number 20 on the U.S. R&B chart. I Feel Love became popular during the disco era, influencing acts such as David Bowie, Brian Elno, The Human League, and Blondie. Which actually is what I think of when I hear this song, Gendana Summer Song. Production, um, the disco sound, which much more costly to produce than many other popular music genres from the 1970s. Unlike the simple for four-piece band's sound of funk soul music of the 1960s, or the small jazz organ trios, disco music often included a large band with several cordial instruments, guitar, keyboard, synthesizer, several drum or percussion instruments, such as a drum kit, Latin percussion, a horn section and string orchestra, and a variety of classical solo instruments, for example, like the flute, the piccolo, and so on. By the late 1970s, most major U.S. cities had thriving disco club scenes. The largest scenes are most notably in New York, but also in Philadelphia, San Francisco, Miami, and Washington, D.C. In Washington, D.C., Large disco clubs such as the Pier, or Pier 9, and the other side, uh, originally regarded exclusively as gay bars, became particularly popular among the capital area's gay and straight college students 
in the late 1970s. The Copacabana, another New York nightclub dating to the 1940s, had a revival in the late 1970s when embarked disco. It would become the setting of Barry Manilow's song of the same name. And the blue disco quad roller skates were very popular during that time period. People went to the uh, roller skate rinks to roller skate. Looking at fashion, Disco fashions were very trendy in the late 1970s. Disco quick goers often wore glamorous, expensive, and extravagant fashions for nights out at the local disco club. Some women would wear sheer flowing dresses such as a Halston dress or loose flared pants. Other women were tight, revealing sexy clothes, such as the backlash halter tops, disco pants, hot pants, or body-hugging spandex body wear, or cat suits. Hmm. Men would wear shiny polyester quana shirts with colorful patterns and pointy extra-wide collars preferably open at the chest area. Men wore Pierre Cardin suits, three-piece suits with a vest and double-knit polyester shirt jacket with matching trousers as the leisure suit. Men's leisure suits were typically form-fitted in some parts of the body, such as the waist and bottom but the lower part of the pants are flared in belly-bottom styles to prevent freedom of movement. And, of course, in addition to the dance and fashion aspects of the disco scene, there was thriving club drug subcultures, particularly for drugs that would enhance the experience of dancing into the loud bass-heavy music, and the flashing colored lights, such as cocaine, nicknamed blow, amnonitrate poppers, and the other Quishanettles 1970s club drug quillude. As I told you before, I've named a variety of the different musical artists that sang uh, during the disco period. 
Again, as I had said before, a particular club um, titled the Copacabana, which I believe was um, in New York City. was a uh, also a song done by Barry Manilow. Bee Gees were another group during that uh, time period of um, the disco period. Again, uh, one of their songs was very popular. I should say most of their songs are very popular, especially during the 1977 film Saturday Night Fever titled here's one of their songs Night Fever music group group formed in the year 1958 featuring brothers Barry Robin and Maurice Gibb. The trio were especially successful as a popular music group in the late 1960s to early 70s later as prominent performers of the disco music era in the late 1970s. They won five Grammy Awards for Saturday Night Fever, the soundtrack to the film, including that year was Album of the Year. So 20, 2020's Resurgence. In 2020, disco was revived in mainstream popularity has become one of the main trends in popular music. In early 2020, disco influence hits such as Dojo's Cat, 
say so, Lady Gaga's stupid love, and Duna Lipa's Don't Start Over Now experienced widespread success on a global music chart with three songs charting at 1, 5, and 2, respectively, on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart. So that will do it for this celebrity tribute as we looked at the genre of music of disco from the 1970s to the early 80s, different trends during that time period, uh, looking at a particular type of dance during that time period, the hustle, and what type of instruments were used and how the sound came about during the time period. And that's a special trip celebrity tribute podcast uh, that I've done for you. Normally, I do talk about particular celebrities, such as actor, actress, a sports hero, or a political figure, um, or do a specific theme. But I decided uh, for the summer, I would talk about the genre of disco which could be used for the flashback music track. But again, with the flashback music track, I'm trying to keep with its specific theme. I'm doing, again, songs from the 90s to the 2000s. So next week for the Celebrity Tribute, or the next time that I do do it, uh, we'll be looking at the uh, another musical genre during the 1960s, but looking at a specific group. And it being the summer, we will talk about the Beach Boys. So I am your host here, Joe. I will be posting this onto my timeline. I hope that you enjoy this and listen to it. And I hope you have and are having a great summer. Take care.